This episode of The Bryantland Show is brought to you by OnX Hunt. From Stone Mountain, Georgia, this is The Bryantland Show. Hosted by proud Gamecock and South Carolinian, AB3. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Brightland Show. Thank you for taking the time to come in and make the download. We got a great show today. It is August. August is my birth month. Also, the middle of August, August 15th, I believe, private land deer season opens in the great state of South Carolina. So lots of great things happening in the month of August, turning the page of the calendar to August. Like I said, deer season opening around the 15th. I believe it's the 15th on private lands in some areas of South Carolina. But also August brings us one step closer to deer season here in Georgia and in other places. So very much looking forward to the month of August, getting all those things done that we need to get ready for deer season. We're going to talk about that in today's show. We're going to go through uh, some deer season prep uh, kind of things that uh, you should be doing out there. We got a couple of uh, guests to start to say viewer, listener, I should say. I said guests. We got a couple of listener comments that I want to read. I want to share with uh, everyone and I want to share um, a couple of experiences that I had um, this past week um, with you guys. Just um, some interesting uh, or interesting experience if I can get it out of trying to get my thoughts together here with this recording. But nonetheless, Bryantland Show, we are off and running for today's episode. No guest today, just your boy AB3 kicking some knowledge to you guys like they used to say back in the day. Just kicking facts with AB3 here uh, today on the Bryantland Show. So with enough yik yakking going on for me, let's get started. First thing I want to talk about today is our listeners. Man, you guys that show up every week for the Bryantland Show, make the download, take the time to listen to the content that we're putting out. Man, you guys are amazing, and I don't think that I let the other listeners know how great you guys as a collective are and just how much you guys support the show. This past month, back in July, we had the most ever listeners from the states of Montana and Washington. How about that? Way out west in Montana, Bryantland show blowing up. Washington, the state of Washington, all the way at the tip-top west coast of the United States, showing up, making downloads, listening, enjoying the content, man. I can't say thank you enough to you guys in those states for showing up 
and listening to the podcast. When I sit here and constantly say, tell five people to tell five more people about this show, it is quite clear you guys are taking the advice, and it showed in the numbers back in July. So thank you. Welcome aboard. Continue to listen. Continue to tell people about this podcast. Folks in Montana and Washington showing up big in July for the Bryantland Show. Now, the last in the last week or so, we have gotten a lot of comments and a lot of feedback uh, about some previous episodes. And I just want to read the comments and share with you guys what people out there, what the listeners out there are thinking and saying about the Bryantland show. So this first comment is from uh, John Fisher on Instagram, and he was talking about my conversation with Josh Crumpton, uh, Spoke Hollow Outfitters. You can go in the archives and check out that podcast. Um, but uh, old John here says, seriously, another knockout home run kind of podcast. A genuinely caring and in-depth dive into humanity, hunting, and hunger. No matter what, keep up what you're doing. Keep speaking up and out. Your podcast and conversations are breaking barriers and boundaries. You're doing really good things. John, we appreciate that, man. And I even said so in response to your comment when you left that. Man, we appreciate that kind of thing. You know, we get out here... And we book these guests and we talk to them and we have a great time just having these conversations and talking to folks. But we don't always know, you know, if we're striking a chord or, you know, how much people are appreciating what we're doing. So it's kind of like the old saying, you want to give somebody their flowers while they can still enjoy them. Well, John, right there, that was a whole heap of flowers. So we really appreciate that. Thank you again for continuing to support and listen to The Bryantland Show. Now, I want to pivot real quick because apparently our podcast last week with Eric Morris from Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV really struck a chord with a lot of people. Uh, we had a, quite a few comments and uh, just thoughts on that episode, especially a one clip in particular from Eric that I posted on Instagram, and I'm going to play that clip here for you guys. Uh, just take a listen. Hang on one second. I'm just getting it queued up, and then I'm going to play this clip. And this clip, like I said, it struck a chord with a lot of the folks out there. We should have a show. We all got skills. Why don't any of us have a show? And I'll, I'll tell you, Adam, you know, a lot of, I often believe that a lot of, you know, you can do more with less when it comes to accomplishing things. Mm -hmm. People. So that was Eric Morris right there from Non-Typical Outdoors just talking about, you know, the lack of shows and stuff on outdoor television. And you guys apparently felt some kind of way about that. Because you came in strong, and you came strong with the comments. First comment here from Country Mile. I enjoy the podcast, and I'm in the military, and I've traveled most of the country when I walk in 
travel most of the country. And when I walk into a bow shop, I get the same looks. Like, what are you doing here? As soon as white people find out I know what I'm doing, they open up and they hold conversations. I even get the same kind of reactions from black people. That's from country underscore mile on Instagram. Another one that we got here is from Duke2485. Says, oh my God, you are so right. I have been hunting and fishing all my life, and I have yet to see all black outdoor hunting or fishing channel or podcast. Well, Duke, you got the podcast right here, brother. You know, Brightland Show podcast. So you you can check that off your list. There are folks out there. Um, my man Cole, Trent Cole, the Cole Buck on uh, Instagram. He has a great show, Blitz uh, TV that airs, I believe, on the Sportsman channel. So shout out to Trent Cole. So definitely check those out. And make sure you keep listening to the Bryantland Show. Uh, man, I really appreciate that comment. And then the last comment I got on that, Sergeant Wardog TV, man, this guy right here might be somebody that I need to uh, get on the show um, because I've checked out some of his content and stuff, and he's definitely been checking out my stuff, so I certainly appreciate you know, what he's doing. And he says, yes, sir, we all have the skills to contribute and teach. Always love the show and the outdoor content, hashtag Bryantland. So, you know, the thing that Eric talked about, uh, Eric Morris um, from Non-Typical Outdoorsman TV, um, the thing that he talked about it was just you know the struggles of trying to produce a television show and get it on TV because like I said you don't see a lot of us on there now there are several reasons why you can say it's money you can say it's you know uh, systematic things there's definitely a plethora of reasons as to why it's not there but at the end of the day the fact of the matter is is it's not there but have no fear. There are a bunch of young folks. There are a bunch of us who have voices who try to get our voices out there on a mainstream level. There are folks out there that are filming and shooting their own content and they're trying to get their stuff out there. So there's definitely people that are out there trying to produce the content they just got to get to the space where they can put the content out there for it to be consumed on a major level. Once again, thank you to all the listeners who commented. Thank you always for listening to the Bryantland Show. And like I said, if you ever have a comment or feedback, man, just hit me up on Instagram. You know, send it into the DM or comment under the one of the podcasts. Make sure you hit that five-star rating if you go over there on uh, the Apple Podcast platform. We would appreciate that. But at the end of the day, man, we appreciate our listeners and love having conversations with our listeners about the stuff that we put on the podcast. Now, I don't know about y'all, but whenever I have deliveries here at the house, I look forward to obviously to the delivery or getting, you know, the product or whatever the case is that's coming here to the house. What I don't look forward to is having to deliver or having to deal with the uh, delivery companies. And I mean, I've had problems 
with UPS. I've had problems with FedEx. Uh, the uh, post office, they're usually pretty good. If they have a package, you know, they'll either, you know, put it in the mailbox or if it's too big, you know, they'll put it on the door, uh, leave a note or something like that. They're usually pretty good about it. Uh, UPS will just throw the package wherever the hell and just mark it delivered. I found packages in the bush. I found packages on the side of the house. I found packages in the driveway. Um, I found packages, you know, up under the uh, stairway, off on the side of the stairs. I usually try not to use UPS, uh, like I said, because my experiences with them have not been the best. Uh, sorry to all any of the uh, UPS drivers out there. Um, I'm sure you guys do great work, but it's just been my experience with the delivery around here. These guys, they just throw it any old place. Now, FedEx. Usually, I have a pretty good experience with FedEx, but apparently, the people that deliver for FedEx cannot read the street signs uh, because or read the uh, letters that I have posted because I have my number address posted on my P.O. box and on the house uh, displayed very prominently. And I've had packages end up two and three doors down. So I just, you know, just as for an example, say my address is 201, it'll end up at 207. Don't know how that happens. I mean, it's quite frustrating. But at any rate, on last week, I told you guys that we have a partnership with the uh, folks from Traeger, uh, the Traeger Grills. And so our the grill was delivered here at the house. FedEx uh, Freight delivered it. And it was just a peculiar experience, um, to say the least. You know, they come. First of all, when they pull up, they're supposed to call before they come. Um, because I had literally the day before I had an experience where I had a package. It ended up three houses down. I called. I said, listen, make sure you guys got the right address. They were like, oh, no problem. They will call you before they show up. Well, they didn't call. They just showed up. And I'm glad I happened to be home uh, because obviously when you're getting something delivered like that, you want to make sure you're here. Uh, to get it taken care of, secured, all that good stuff. So in the process of just showing up, they came through and ripped my internet cable. The internet cable from my house to the pole, as you know, if it's flown across the street, you know, the the wire from the pole, you know, crosses over and then connects to my house. When they drove up with the freight truck, I guess he wasn't looking, wasn't paying attention, just going on about his business, trying to get, you know, deliveries done. Pulls up. I'm sitting here. I'm watching. I hear the truck pull up. Didn't think twice about it, but as soon as it pulls up, hit the brakes, bam, pops the wire, internet, streaming, everything goes down. Okay. So and then I go outside, and I'm like, okay, you know, you, you, the internet's down. You got this delivery. Guy has a little bit of an attitude. You know, I was like, I thought you guys were supposed to call. And he gave me some, you know, some kind of back sass. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said. But anyway, so he gets the grill down. It's on a pallet. Gets pallet jack. Brings it in. 
And I'm like, okay. And if you've ever had any kind of freight delivered to your house, you know it, it's pretty big. And I know everything that's going on with the COVID hell that we're in. I know you got to take precautions and mask and wash your hands and all that good stuff. And I'm not poo-pooing any of that. I understand, you know, slow to spread, all that good stuff. Like I, I get it. But I also think that people have used this, uh, this whole thing as an excuse to not do something. You know, you say, hey, I need some help with this. Oh, no, 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 we can't do this because of COVID. Or, you know, they, I know folks that have needed help with their bills and stuff like that and, and, and payments and or whatnot, and they might have gotten assistance. But then, you know, if they call looking for some for some help or some kind of reprieve because of the COVID, then it's just like, oh, well, you know, business as usual, things have to go on. So it, it sometimes it's a very one-sided excuse. And the reason for my tangent on that, because in this particular situation, I asked the guy, I'm like, okay, can you just help me lift this thing into the house? Now, mind you, I, you guys are familiar with the movie Friday. And the driver definitely looks like Debo. I mean, his muscles got muscles. I don't know what kind of steroid or whatever this fella might be on um, or whatnot. Or maybe he's not. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe he's not on the gas. I, I, I take that back. I don't know. You know, maybe he's just a health nut. Maybe he's an athlete, you know, that fell on hard times and has to deliver for FedEx. I don't know what this guy's story is. But at the end of the day, the guy is built like Debo, big tall guy, big old muscles, whole nine. Man, use some, put some of your muscles that got muscles to good use. Help me lift this thing and put it into the house. Oh, no, we can't do that because of the COVID. We can't go in people's house. I'm not asking you to come in the house. I'm not asking you to come in and sit down and let's chop it up. I just want you to go oomph, lift, put this thing in the doorway in the back, and then I can go on about my business. Needless to say, he could not do that. So I asked another question. This thing is on a pallet. And I say, okay, are you taking the pallet or does the pallet stay? This mofo proceeds to tell me, well, you know, it's like Burger King. When you order something you get the whole thing. <laughs> I promise you, it took everything I could to not just say something out of the way to old Debo here that's delivering my grill. So I said, okay, fine. So needless to say, he lifts it off the, pap, the uh, flapjack or uh, the flapjack, the pallet uh, lifts the pallet off the pallet jack. I muscle the grill in because, you know, your boy AB3 still got a little, you know, got a little something, something left in the tank. So I was able to muscle the grill inside, eventually put it together. You guys have seen pictures and stuff. I've been triggering all weekend and all throughout the week. You know, I've done chickens, I've done deer chops, everything. So I love the the grill's phenomenal. I'll tell anybody to go out and get one. So we, so I got the grill part squared away. Back to FedEx, I sent them pictures of the damages. 
I am now waiting to see what, if anything, that they do about these said damages. Um, I am assuming that they're going to try to weasel their way out of it. Uh, it took two days for AT&T to come out. Actually, I'm sorry. It took four days for AT&T to come out and fix it, but we're fixed. I have internet. I can stream. I can watch you know, all my programs and everything, but... Needless to say, my experience with FedEx was a F-plus at the most. There's a magazine out there uh, called Game and Fish, and they produce these Game and Fish magazines for different regions of the, uh, of the country. Down here, obviously, we get the Game and Fish South, so I was walking into a store one day, um, saw that magazine. I am a, uh, a sucker, a mark, if you will, for uh, outdoor magazines. I subscribe to a bunch of them, and so I see the Game and Fish on the uh, on the shelf there. I pick it up, and then on the cover it, it says, "You know your dear season to do list." And so I was like, eh, "All right, that'll be an interesting article." And of course, they got you know articles breaking down all the new equipment bowls and things of that nature um so i pick it up and i'm like all right this will be you know great bathroom reading whatever um coming up here so but the countdown to deer season article um with the to-do list i found very interesting because a lot of these i already do um and i'm sure you guys do as well but there are some things that may you know go under the radar or go you know, or you may overlook. So I wanted to share this article. Uh, like I said, Terry Madewell is the author of the full article. And obviously, we're not going to sit here and uh, read the entire thing. But I do want to hit his 10 points for deer season prep. Okay, so the first thing he got here, he goes from uh, 10 to 1. So 10 is perform bow maintenance. Well, we all going to do that. Um, you know, make sure you check your strings, put your lube on, on your strings and stuff, your wax and whatnot. Uh, make sure, you know, your bow is performing to the standard that you have set for it. Arrows are flying straight, broadheads, all that good stuff. So as somebody who constantly is shooting their bow and who shoots every, you know, tries to shoot every day, I try to shoot my bow every day you're just naturally going to be performing maintenance throughout the year. So hopefully uh, by the time hunting seasons come around, everything's going to be good to go. Uh, perform rifle maintenance. That does not apply to me. Uh, number nine, I don't rifle hunt. I, I bow hunt uh, from opening day to the last day. I've talked many times on this show about my love for bow, for, uh, bow hunting and what I love about bow hunting. But, you know, rifle maintenance for all you rifle guys out there, you know, check your rifle, clean it, make sure your scope's good, all that good stuff. Make sure your ammo's straight. You got plenty of ammo. Just those little things like that will make it uh, better for you when you get ready when season opens. Uh, then number 80 goes on to talk about scouting with trail cameras. Now, this one's interesting to me only from the simple fact that I've seen a lot of people push back this year in different uh, forums and hunting groups that I'm in, a lot of people are pushing back talking about hunting with no trail cameras. God love you. 
Hope you enjoy it. Hope you have great success. Hope you kill a big one. Hope you kill enough does for venison. Go for it. I don't begrudge anybody hunting, you know, the way that they want to hunt, especially as long as, you know, it's legal, ethical, all that good stuff. I personally run trail cameras year-round because I like to know what's going on on my property, anything from trees and branches being down, animal movement. But in the summertime, running cameras, obviously you start getting your inventory, your bucks. Hopefully your bucks will still be there when the season starts. You can get patterns, all that good stuff um, that we like to get as hunters. Uh, But for me, like I say, I run cameras year-round. Uh, seven, he goes on to talk about scouting with glass. Um, that is something that I've not done here down South. And I think that's mostly because I hunt a lot of wood areas that aren't near ag fields or road access. So I hear guys talking about scouting with glass all the time and glassing for bucks and glassing for deer and whatnot, uh, putting turkeys to bed, Uh, during turkey season, finding out where they roost and stuff. Again, the places where I hunt doesn't really lend itself to a lot of glassing unless there's something that I'm missing. But like I said, that is usually for folks that uh, hunt, you know, can have access to hunting uh, around ag fields and stuff like that. Uh, Number six, knock on doors. That's, you know, you guys that are always looking to add hunting areas, always looking to add, you know, hunting ground. Knocking on doors is just as old-fashioned and as effective as any tactic out there. I know a lot of guys that go knock on doors, get permission. Sometimes it's permission from... Uh, an older lady who's, you know, maybe her husband or something has passed on and she's the last link of the family with the family land and in exchange for some venison and some work on the property, uh, they may give you access to hunt. Or you may go find a family that doesn't hunt, but, you know, they will give you access access to the property in exchange for meat or some kind of property work. Farmers, obviously, great source. So, Lots of folks out there going, knocking on doors, meeting people, and getting access. Checking stands, he has listed here, number five. Again, these are the uh, 10 things to do to get ready for deer season by Terry Madwell in the uh, Game and Fish magazine. Five is check your stands. I do that. Uh, the one or two stands that I have left. Um, I would like to also add, check your stands and blinds, um, especially for you guys that do a lot of blind uh, blind hunting. But for me, I like using my climber. So the checking your stands consists of getting familiar with the trees that you want to climb making sure you got them marked um, using the Onyx map technology. That's how I mark my trees. Um, and then making sure those trees are smooth, ready for climbing, your shooting lanes, all that stuff are clear. That goes into the checking the stand portion for me. 
Um, now, as we winding it on down, prep stand sites. That kind of goes hand in hand. You know, like I said, cutting cutting branches, making sure you got a good shooting lane. Uh, these are things, you know, you don't want, especially for us bow guys, you don't want to take a shot and have a, a, a twig or a branch or something in the way, clip your arrow, deflect your arrow or something like that. So prepping your stand site. Uh, three is an interesting one, and I didn't think about this. Load your pack down so you can just grab it and go when the season starts. Now, we are a, about two, almost about a month away. Well, August, so about a month away, a uh, couple of weeks for the uh, guys and gals in South Carolina, but a month away, uh, get that packed or get that pack organized. You know, your, your rope uh, for – your uh, harness, whatever kind of, you know, glass that you're carrying, whatever, you know, binoculars or whatnot, any other utility kind of items, you know, range finder, flashlights, gloves, whatever you put in your pack, field dressing stuff, get that done now. It's almost like the, the, the first day of school kind of thing where you lay out all your stuff and you want to be fresh the first day of school with your new outfit, your fresh outfit and stuff, kind of treat your pack like that. Get all that stuff together so when it comes time to head out on opening morning or whatever, you can just grab it and go. Always want to practice scent control while you're out in the field, especially as we get closer. You know, you want to try to eliminate your scent as much as possible, Um it's hard, especially down here when it's hot, it's muggy, um, just, you know, real nasty. You're going to sweat. You're going to stink to high hell. Try to manage your scent as much as possible. And then the very last thing, probably the most important thing you want to do, check your regulations before you go out. Man, every time you turn around, it seems like there are new laws new game regulations and stuff. Make sure you're up on that because I I know they say, you know, the ignorance of the law is no excuse, you know, stuff like that. But it just goes in being a good outdoorsman, being a good hunter, knowing where knowing the rules and regulations of where you're hunting at. Um so just make sure you polish up on that before you get out again. Those were the things that according to Terry Medwell the 10 things that you need to do counting down to deer season, getting yourself ready, uh, being prepared as you get ready to go out in the woods and get this thing started that we call deer season. Bryantland. I hope y'all guys really enjoyed this week's episode of the Bryantland show. Before I get ready to get up on out of here, I just want to remind you guys of our website, bryantlandcountry.com. BrightlandCountry.com is our website. We have everything. We got old podcasts. We got videos. We got merchandise, man. Go and purchase some merchandise, if you will. Uh, BrightlandCountry.com. It has our link to our Patreon account where you can get bonus uh, bonus content uh, from that Patreon link up there. You click that when you're on the website. But BrightlandCountry.com, one-stop shopping for everything Bryantland. 
want to send another shout out to our folks at Onyx. Thank them for sponsoring the podcast, Onyx Hunt. And then want to let you guys know we're still out here triggering the Traeger Nation, man. Traeger Grills, we are a Traeger ambassador, and we are out here putting grill, putting food on the grill. Salmon, trout, probably later on this evening when I finish uh, recording. I've already done deer, I've done some chicken. Uh, so we're getting familiar with our Traeger Grill here. I want to thank the good folks over at Traeger for putting us on that. Next week, we will be back to our regular format. Ryan Taylor from Whitetail Thrive. Ryan Taylor is going to join me, good brother, down in Mississippi, self-filming. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about you know driving trucks through Louisiana. Uh, he's a trucker wanting to be able to have his own time to be able to hunt. So Ryan Taylor, Whitetail Thrive, is going to join me on the Bryantland Show next week. So you guys, make sure you come right back here next week. Have a good week. Thank you for supporting our podcast. And make sure you come back right here next week for another episode of the Bryantland Show.